On Tech Talks this week, we bring you a two-parter from Unleash America, which was last week on Wednesday and Thursday. We've got six interviews, three in this episode, three in the next episode, from the floor of the conference, where we are talking HR tech, people, culture, talent, and recruitment. This is Tech Talks, the weekly podcast powered by Nash Squared and hosted by myself, David Savage. Welcome back to your international edition of Tech Talks, where we've got uh, Amber in Milton Keynes, Akeisha in London, and I'm in Paris. It's like a little triangle of of lovely places. How are you guys? Yeah, good. Our places don't sound quite as exciting as where you are. But Milton Keynes is now a city, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, no, that's very true, actually. Yeah, it yeah. is. I was okay, reading an article in the paper about how it was the place to be and everyone was escaping from London to MK. Oh, well. And then they quickly learned that was a very wrong decision and came back to London. <laughs> and they realised how ropey it is and they jumped ship. Anyway, well, considering most of the people went there and probably hadn't, you know, driven a car and were too used to London life, then got to MK and realised, oh, crap, there's a few roundabouts here that I need to oh, encounter. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, man, London's good. We got loads and loads of flags going up around the streets. So it's the Queen's oh, Jubilee. Yeah, yeah. So, home briefly on Saturday, and there's a lot of Union Jacks up around us. Mm-hmm. There's quite a few uh, round tables because I think there's actually some sort of service being taken. So the office, uh, you know, it's all right. It looks all right. I mean, yeah, I don't really have any opinions on the Queen. Um, or the royal family, but it looks all right to be fair. Like, I haven't got any really much much against the Queen. I think there's no. there's a few too many other hangers on. Let's face it. But yeah, uh, she hasn't done anything to me, you know. Um, but, no, you know. But oh, surely oh, you must oh, be excited for like the buzz of it. Although, like opinions on the Queen, like whether you like her. or Oh not. yeah, that's one side. I'm looking forward to the weekend. We're oh, having a, we're having a seventy person street party. Oh yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, very kind of. Coronation that's that's so like know. Kent Village in it, like yeah, around the I said Coronation Street, you say Kent Village. No, yeah, no, I just mean like I I know one person who lives on my street, and unless there's a street party and no one's invited me, mate, I don't think there is one happening. So. <laughs> Look out the window on Sunday. Yeah, Saturday, I was like, I had, uh, oh no, where's my invite? But yeah, I'm not invited. <laughs> <laughs> so. anyway, this just got very British. Uh, we have an international audience, and this show is all about interviews from America, and yet we're talking about the British. Uh, Monarch's Jubilee. That said, when I was in the States, um, Good Morning America, they had a news item pretty much near the top of the news about the Queen Mobile, which I don't think probably made British news. The Queen Mobile? What's that? Like a little buggy that she gets around on. I didn't even realize she owned one. Oh. Anyway. Basically, a golf uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like the Pope Mobile, but Queen Mobile. Um, <laughs> we've got six episodes or six interviews, rather, to bring you uh, from the floor of Unleash from Las Vegas. Um, on this episode, we're going to be talking to Alexandra Narat, who is the senior journalist at, or one of the senior journalists rather, at Unleash. Matt Alder, who's the host of the Recruiting Future podcast, whose recent guests included Bev White of this parish, and Caroline Bailich, uh, head of communication at Talk and Job. Um, Caroline, sorry if I've mispronounced your surname there. Second part of the show, second episode, uh, Jana Marin, CEO, co founder of Speakfully, uh, Reluca. Apostle, CPO and co-founder of Nesta and Wendy Daly, talent acquisition strategist at Sanford Health. So as you can tell, a very um, talent and recruitment heavy uh, focus because of because of the Unleashed Conference being very much for HR tech professionals. Um, we're going to kick off with the interview with Ali. But before we do that, um, Akish, Amber, have either of you got a pension? I do, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I do. Oh, very sensible on this podcast. Ah, uh, yes, of course. You know us. But as people will discover, Ali, Ali kind of mentions about giving people financial assistance and it increasingly becoming something that organisations should be doing. I, I thought that was a fair point because it is something that is a little bit opaque when you start work. It is also depends on what kind of work I think. And I think in our line of work, um, you know, like or, or any mostly sales jobs, I mean, sometimes you can be exposed to a lot of cash at, at an early age because you don't necessarily have salary bandings that you have to go through or get certain qualifications and then you qualify for the next level or whatever. Right. So like sometimes you get exposed to a lot more cash and the age old saying of, you know, more money than cents, but sometimes kind of money, the kind of money that you can take to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, and then come back, come back broke. So that might be some assistance needed and now not to do that. But like, I, I don't know. It's just, I think it's good. Yeah. It's decent, but it also depends on, people's priorities right like yeah. you know you might just want to go out and, and and spend it all um sensible yeah uh what are the other messages coming off the floor of the conference uh more passive candidates than ever any of you got any tips on how you uh, attract the passive candidate i don't know because the passive candidates very much like she kind of sums it up quite nicely is that well obviously they're not actively looking are they they're very much just kind of keeping their eyes and their ears to the ground so i don't know I think it's just a case of like having conversations and just making sure they know what is available to them. Mm. Um, not giving them kind of like a hard sell because it's like you say, they're not necessarily out for something new, but it's just a case of like making them aware that there are opportunities that obviously can be quite competitive. Obviously salaries are massively inflated at the moment. So yeah, just, just sort of like giving them an idea of like what is available in the market. But I, I don't know, no kind of like tips really, but I'd say, to candidates, if you're being approached, like always just engage in the conversation. Just be willing to have a conversation and hear what's out there because there most definitely could be a better offer for you. Um, yeah. Don't be sort of like very head down and, I don't know, sort of just like keeping in your lane because, like I said, there could be some better stuff out there. It's just a case of obviously learning about that and seeing, you know, what options you've got and what's available, what packages there are. Yeah, be, be I- open. I do think there are, to go back on your point and Amber's, I think there are a lot more passive candidates out there at the moment. And they're not necessarily like, obviously not desperate to leave and and not, you know, immediate threat or no immediate threat to their job. But I think think what I would say is a lot of it boils down to money. And I think from a UK perspective, like inflation is at an all-time high. And I think there will be a massive shift in candidates looking for a move who are going to be in between the kind of, um, you know, middle to, to kind of senior level where, you know, a 10, 15,000 pound increase over a year can, you know, can mean significant value to their lifestyle and, and, you know, kind of bills and, and things outside of work. So I think those passive candidates may suddenly now begin to look and be active Mm-hmm. but i think um i think the attraction piece is like she said i mean you know attracting people on linkedin and you know that sort of piece but it's just about kind of just just posting really and i don't know like i don't know what amber thinks but i can't really find any other ways of, of attracting events maybe I don't, i'm not sure not too too sure what else to sort of add to that really well no there, there we go there's some there's some advice there from two people with their fingers on the pulse <laughs> 
Not, not the best. <laughs> no, no. I mean, good advert, good advert there, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the moment, there's no pulse, mate. To be fair, it's. Uh... <laughs> oh dear me! Right. Well, look. Uh, as I said, we're splitting this into two episodes, two parts, as you will. Um, Ali, Matt, Caroline, first half. Uh, then the second part of the show, we will get through interviews with Yana, Raluca, and Wendy. Loads of insight from the floor at Unleash. Um, but uh, guys, thanks for your time. And we'll be back next week where we are celebrating Pride. Woo! So I'm chatting to Ali, one of the senior journalists. Is it the senior journalist or one of the senior one journalists? Off, one one off. off. There's two of us. Oh, uh, no, nah, well, the other one doesn't matter to us. <laughs> at Unleash anyway. Don't how are listen, you? Dan. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Are you enjoying the conference? Yeah, it's been good fun. Uh, lots of, a lot going on. I feel a little bit overwhelmed. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to processing it all over the next kind of few days and weeks. And you've already had time more. to process it. No, you've been sat in talks, typing. Yes, basically, um, transcribing, trying to pick out quotes, yeah. doing some social media. But yeah, so I think we're going to try and process and get some more pieces out in the future and kind of. There have been a lot of talks across yes. a number of different stages. How many? How many have you sat through roughly? I think almost ten, yeah. nine or ten. Yeah. So so far, yeah. most of the people that I've interviewed blessing have been on their stands most of the time so i've kind of said to them hey what do you think's going on across the floor and they're like i don't really know because been here. <laughs> so they've got kind of snippets of conversation yeah. with people and, and obviously they're talking to everyone in the evenings and the mornings or whatever else but from your perspective having sat through a number of different sessions what are the overarching themes um I sat through quite a few sessions around talent because yeah. at Unleash we have these pillars. So that is my pillar. I do talent and recruitment. Yeah. So just to give your listeners a little bit of context on yeah. that. So this is going to be quite a talent focus for me. But I sat through a few around talent mobility, mm. so around retention. So it's not all about recruitment. Obviously, recruitment is important, but you also need to focus on how do you actually keep your people there? How do you make your workplace a place that people want to want to work mm. because sometimes I think it was Carl Lagunas from General Motors said earlier like it needs to be somewhere that people want to be like it's no good selling something that's not real you have to deliver what you promise when you recruit and that's so important for retention yeah but we talk a lot about retention at the moment around the great resignation because yeah people are leaving you need to replace them but you also need to make sure that you're no one else is leaving and like what yeah. you were doing five years ago or even 2020 is probably not good enough anymore. You need to get a little bit more. I'm, I'm going to turn around very quickly and try and give myself some reference here. There's a, there's a company just over there that I can't remember the name of, but I was talking to their CEO last night okay. and my eyesight is not good enough to pick it out now. So, so we'll carry on nonetheless. <laughs> but it was interesting because they were talking about kind of the passive workforce where on that point of the great resignation and, and, and people looking for jobs, it's not that people are necessarily unhappy. There's there's a slight decrease in how happy people are in their roles, but there's also a drop off in dissatisfaction too. Mm -hmm. There seems to be this kind of general, uh, you know, maybe there's something better out there. I'm not necessarily looking, but I'm kind of looking. And that seems to be a big risk for organizations at the minute, how to engage with those people that have perhaps become slightly less engaged with their business, but they're not unhappy. Yeah, I think we call them passive candidates. Mm. So it's the people who are scrolling on LinkedIn or any other job boards are available um, and just going, oh, maybe I'll apply for that. And maybe they've always that existed. Is, yeah, of course they But there's, there seems to be a lot more. I think it's just, 
people kind of, because companies are grappling with this kind of high, people are leaving, people are also returning to companies they used to work for yep. already. We call that the great return unleashed, just get a little tagline of that in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, yeah, it's it's probably happening more just because people know they can get more from organizations. They can yeah. ask more of them. They can be like, and it's not just about pay. Some of it is like, yeah, you've got you've got unlimited holiday, or or you've got a really good maternity leave, or you know your employee experience is amazing, or my friend works for you and they said you're great, so I want to come and work with you too. Yeah. But equally, if the role's not right, they're not going to leave. But I do think the passive, and it, but then the problem for organisations is how do you get those passive candidates? How do you like persuade yeah. them yeah. to apply? I think the comfortable about is hire easy. Could be because they know that's their kind of they do they they've rebranded and I, it's become this outbound recruiting thing they call it. I'll admit it was it was over drinks last night. <laughs> Round by the pool, and it was the end of the long day, so I, I apologise. That's fine. That. No, no, no. I just um, hire easy is a big, big friend of Unleash, so there we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I suppose there's this other thing that, I, that I've noticed that there's a lot of talk about employee engagement and using yeah. data and so on and so forth, but the, actually there hasn't been as much chat about mental health and wellness as I thought. It's come up, yeah, but it's kind of been in the background as opposed to employee engagement with those platforms and how data can work for you yeah actually the one I was just in yeah. <laughs> mentioned it quite a lot ironically um, which was about which was a beyond paying perks and it was with Carrie Thiessen from Fannie Mae you know the Federal Mortgage Association this guy called Bill from like Smile Direct Club I think right. and Luciana who used to work at HP I think she's not there anymore and it, yeah they were talk, They did talk about well-being at the end and it is interesting about yeah I think you're right I haven't noticed it quite so much I wonder I hope it's because companies are doing better yeah. and they are seeing, we talk a lot about financial well-being. So you've got physical, you've got mental. Some people talk about emotional and social well-being as like a kind of, almost like a diversity side of it. And then you have financial. And I think that, you know, inflation is skyrocketing. People are struggling to make ends meet, yeah. whether or not this is the time, not just to pay people more, but like give them a bit of financial assistance, give them a little bit more, help them budget. Like it's so easy to be like budget better. But it's a lot easier said than done. Well, I'm gonna get you. We're straying into government territory. <laughs> of uh, you know, just just need to learn how to cook. Come on, guys, or buy non-brando. No, but you're right. It, there is a serious point that financial well-being, financial education is is a big thing. I mean, there, there was there was a talk yesterday uh, on that um, on that theme where they were talking about the fact that millennials and Gen Z were looking for questions around taxation and so on because it's mm. it's just something they don't really understand. And I was sat there, and I'm 37, so I'm on the cusp of millennial. I'm, I'm, I'm an old millennial, and I don't really understand that shit, to be perfectly honest with you. So you, that rings true. I think the pensions as well. Like, I'm yeah. 27, and I have friends that have never had pensions, but like five years into our career, and they're like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Because they're like, I need my whole paycheck every month. And I think no one's really sat down with them and been like this is why a pension is important this is the point of it my dad has worked in HR his entire career so when I first started he was like here you go pension 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 like but I think it is that but it is I think it is employers responsibility to do some of that education it can't all be on the individual so if someone wants to find out more they can head over to the Unleash website to read yours and Dan's articles yes and, and Dan. many other features <laughs> uh, but, but just to remind people the right web address Unleash Unleash.ai is our media site, but the, all the stuff for Unleash America, if you want to check out what happened in the sessions, yep. is on Unleash America. There we go. And you'll be back for Unleash in Paris in October. We will. Speak to you then. 
So I'm talking to Matt Alder from the Recruiting Future podcast. This is fun to interview someone from another podcast. It's always a pleasure to be on someone else's podcast because I don't have to think of the questions, which is which is far more taxing than thinking of the answers. You say that, I just got interviewed by Unleash and I'm always kind of going, oh heck, right, I've got to actually... I need to have an opinion. Yes. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, okay. Exactly. I'll, I'll put my opinionated head on. And, and they also did some fine. makeup because it was on film. Oh, which was, film. Yeah. Uh, don't do, can't do that. <laughs> audio, audio is the best. Audio is the best. Look, Recruiting Future is a very uh, popular and successful podcast that's been around for a number of years. But for anyone who isn't familiar with it, do you want to just give me an overview of the show? Yeah, absolutely. So Recruiting Future, which you can find wherever you get your podcasts mm-hmm. or recruitingfuture.com if you want to see the past episodes. Um, it's been going for seven years. Um, it's all about innovation and it, it's all about innovation in talent acquisition the, the future uh, of the industry and the, the and a lot about the role that technology plays in that. So principally the guests tend to be uh, heads of talent acquisition and we just talk about their stories and the challenges that they have and really the podcast is designed to be a resource for the talent acquisition industry uh, to really hear what their peers are doing um, to solve you know the numerous challenges that employers have at the moment. So on that on that theme then have you heard anything here over the last two days that speaks to the future of where the industry's going? Yeah, interesting question. I mean, this has been a really interesting event because for, for, for many of us, it's our sort of first face-to-face event for two, two and a half years. And a lot of the conversation has been just about that, people reconnecting, people uh, connecting with people that they've never met face-to-face before. So for, from that respect, it's, it's felt like quite a sort of unusual, uh, an unusual conference because that seems to have been the, the main focus. Um, with that said, looking around the, the expo hall, uh, you can see that the uh, you know the emergence of the emergence of automation and conversational AI automated sourcing all kind of categories of products that two years ago would have a small stand in the corner um, now kind of dominating I, I love the fact that you can tell this is towards the end of the conference. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's cheering because because they're happy. Um, yeah, and you know they're, they're, those those kind of vendors now dominating the expo floor and the conversations and, and all that kind of stuff. And it, it just says to me that uh, automation and yeah, conversational AI and all of these things that are bringing efficiencies and also personalization to the recruiting process uh, are very much in the ascendancy. It does feel like we've moved on from. AI is something that we can potentially play with and isn't it a shiny toy but you've got to make sure that you're asking the right questions and it could go wrong if you don't do that towards yeah this is something that can really benefit your business but actually be a little bit careful with it almost yeah and some interesting content around that as well the the, the opening keynote uh, the academic uh, Mark Blythe I think he was called the Scottish guy uh, I loved it because he stood up and said AI doesn't actually exist and it's just you know it's just another word for, for algorithms and I think that I think where we kind of got to, I think over the last few years, we've been obsessing about, you know, what is AI and does it exist and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And I think there's just kind of an acceptance now of what, you know, that people call what they do AI. And now we've got kind of almost like HR AI, whatever, you know, whatever that, whatever that means. Um, but I think the interesting thing is there was content about, you know, bias and whose responsibility is it if the vendor that you use has got some kind of biased algorithm. So it's nice to see that we're having grown-up conversations that are based around how we're using this 
and the advantages it brings and the things to be careful of. Um, and also in a couple of the sort of more breakout sessions, something came up, which I've, which I've heard a number of times in the last few weeks, which is what's next for recruiters so if um, you know some recruiters apparently like scheduling in interviews and doing all the things that we we talk about routinely as being automated by technology and it's really made me think that we are at this kind of inflection point in terms of recruitment and what being a recruiter looks like and you know what that might look like as a career moving forward and it will be very, very different from what it might have been like as a career 10 or 20 years ago. It's interesting that you say that because I remember conversations with insurance firms maybe five or 10, ten years, well, five years ago, uh, where we were talking about InsureTech and, you know, would InsureTech startups challenge the incumbents or, or help them and how were they going to work together when we had kind of Aviva's digital garage and all of that kind of movement. You had um, our CEO, the Nash Squared CEO, Bev White, on your show uh, very recently what are the lessons here when we're seeing new players with new tools coming into the recruitment space for the large traditional incumbent recruiters what can they take away from what's going on here and try and adapt and learn um, yeah it's an, it's an interesting it's an interesting question I think the one thing that you know we, we really kind of have to recognize is how much money has come into the technology side of this space and investment in the last two or three years and i think we're kind of seeing the results of that in terms of how quickly some of these companies uh, some of these companies have some of these companies have grown and uh, you know i think you look around the room and you don't see many of those sort of traditional names that you that you would have seen you would have seen a few years ago and it it does feel like there's a different type of conversation going on and and actually the employers are here all the employers that you expect you know some very very big uh, very big organizations i was moderating a, um, a stage earlier and we had um pepsico and ge and you know all those kind of big names but they're really looking for you know innovative solutions and flexibility and and ways of dealing with the 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 challenges that they're the challenges that they're facing so it feels like a very different yeah it feels like a very kind of different vibe different atmosphere different type of conversation going on well look it's 3 30 on the second day people are beginning to take down their stands as we can hear people are in high spirits probably looking forward to one last night in vegas well we are in vegas after all (laughs) absolutely so i won't keep you any longer but i really appreciate your time and your insights on the conference and enjoy your trip home when it when it comes to it thank you very much a pleasure to talk to you I'm chatting to Carolina, head of communication at Talk and Job, uh, all the way here from uh, Germany. How are you? Yeah, right. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks. Good. So, look, first of all, who are Talk and Job? Um, so, Talk and Job, we're a startup from Germany, Heidelberg. And what we are doing, we are doing a voice driven chat application uh, specifically for um, the target group of blue color workers, simply structured jobs, uh, low skilled uh, jobs, but also young people, so young professionals, trainees, students, so everybody who uses their cell phone or voice messages uh, for everyday life communication, you know? Yeah. So, where did the idea come from? So basically, I think um, uh, the idea came from the problems we have with uh, yeah, a lack of candidates in the, in the um, blue color segment. Yeah. So um, there are no specific solutions for this segment. Well, let's say there are solutions, but not enough and uh, they are not good enough. <laughs> so we're trying to really get into the specific target group of those jobs 
um, because I mean a lot of companies they have uh, a need of, of those candidates and they are not getting in contact anymore with their candidates. So it's not that you're creating new candidates because they're obviously already there. You're just removing the current barriers right. to those people applying yeah, for jobs. Right. So, so what what are the barriers? Why do these people not? make it into into the recruitment process currently yeah i mean because the processes in the for the first contact with the candidates are just too complicated i mean the the candidates they don't want to fill in some forms they don't want to um, upload cvs resumes whatever they don't want to have this complicated process you just need to make it easy for them to get in contact with the companies so this is what we're doing we're just minimizing all the barriers which are obviously there I mean, uh, we, we're talking to a lot of companies and they say, ah, oh, we have a super easy uh, uh, recruitment process. Um, but then they have like a career website with uh, tons of form sheets to fill in and stuff. So, yeah, this is what we're doing. We're just minimizing all those barriers. So you're helping the process for the recruiter. I mean, how, how do they reach the candidates? How do you make sure that they're, they're aware of, of talk and job and, and how it works? I mean, how they reach their candidates, it's just about, um, yeah, through their channels. I mean, most of the companies, they know their channels, where to get candidates or in the best case to get candidates. And they just need to uh, communicate that they're using a new tool, an innovative tool. Like, um, uh, yeah, let's say you got to spread the message. Okay, you can apply in two minutes with your phone and you don't need anything for that, you know, and you just have to communicate it right. So um, this is um, another advantage of this tool. We are super easy to implement um, add-on. So you can just put our QR codes or links on every marketing material you have. So I noticed that in front of me, and maybe I'll take a photo afterwards, (laughs) you have beer mats with applying right. whilst having a drink, yeah, check right. it's got the QR code. Yeah, so right. it's that kind of thing. It's like if you're if you're trying to appeal to a younger audience of blue collar workers, you know, stuff that you know, just placing it in places where people might see it. Right, you got to go there where the candidates are, and it could be a bar, for example. Well, if it's Gen Z, yeah, probably. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so Although that said, it's all the stats that Gen Z drink far less than. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, soft drinks. Yeah could also be i mean um it's just the message behind it should be that easy to apply mm. i mean we have a lot of um, clients that, that are bakeries and they put like a, a big poster in front of their their point of sales in front of their stores and like it's the same message you got to get some bread and just apply while have while getting bread you know what yeah. i mean so it's just has to be that simple and the so the specifics of how this works it's a chat application it's automated the questions themselves come from the hiring organization right. yeah right so they're preset by the recruiters um, I mean um, depending on what job profile we're having and what requirements um, uh, you have for, for those jobs and then you can just preset those questions you can give them to us and we are creating the chat out of them so we uh, yeah we say the best yeah the best um, amount of questions is like eight to ten questions because then you have like the, the recruiters have enough information about the candidate with yeah. those questions but also it's not too long that the candidates I don't know um, just get out the chat because it's too long you know why a chat because if it's ten if it's like eight questions it could just be eight questions on a form yeah. hey here's a form quickly fill it in it's essentially the same thing what is it about a chat that makes it work it's all about the user experience yeah so at the end uh, we have a really high user experience and it should be like a real 
I don't know. Yeah, it should be an experience for candidates to apply. I mean, we have a really, really nice look and feel. Could all be um, um, adjusted to the corporate design of the companies. So it's all a point of employee branding, user experience, candidate experience. Mm. Yeah, that is very important. And I mean, we combine voice and the chat. So that is very important because I mean. You can just easily um, speak to the to the avatar, and it's all transcripted into text, and you're done. You know, you don't have to, I don't know, go through those form sheets, and you you're you're seeing the first side. Okay, there are eight more questions, so you 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 have a guided interview. Yeah. And this is just a little bit more personal. And it's just about the user experience. So it's taking advantage of the features that you would find in a WhatsApp or a. Telegram right, yeah, it right. It's taking the, the, the features, but definitely we are not comparable to, to WhatsApp. Um, no, no, but it's, it's things, making but it look and feel like yeah, that. Yeah, sure, so it's something sure, that people sure, are used sure. to. Okay. Yeah. So, why, look, you're obviously at the conference. You're, you've been at the booth probably for a day and a half. <laughs> yeah, <so> I am. <laughs> maybe you haven't had as much of a chance to get around and, yeah. and see people. Uh, but overhearing conversations, what are you hearing on the floor? What are people talking about around you? I mean, I think here in this conference, especially, it's uh, a lot about AI. Um, yeah. I hear that a lot. I think, I mean, we're from Germany. We had AI um, with our product at first, but we, we noticed that the people, they are not buying it. They love talking about AI, but I know buying the product, you know, and then we just took out the AI. But like now here in the, in the States, I think everybody's talking about AI. It's, kind of the most important thing here <laughs> and a lot of companies are working with AI so that's very fascinating I think how, how, how different it could be you know? yeah bit of a difference between definitely yeah. Europe and the US yeah maybe. yeah could be could be well look it's lovely to talk to you thanks for your time if someone is interested in finding out more about talking job and they don't have the benefits of a beer mat <laughs> like I do in front of me how would they do it um, just connect on LinkedIn, um, but also through our website. It's possible to get in contact with us. So, what's um, the web address? Um, it's just talkingjob.de. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So you can find us everywhere. <laughs> Good luck with the rest of your time. Thank here you so much. In Vegas. Appreciate it.